This is the Fresh Life Podcast. Where love becomes real. And stories become testimony. We are best friends who happened to get married almost 10 years ago. Plenty of mistakes, crazy choices, and strange things have taken place. But through it all, love continues to win. So join us on this journey. As we share with you stories about our lives as parents and partners in love. Welcome to the Fresh Life. What's up, y'all? Listen, man, welcome to the Fresh Life Podcast again. Um, I'm Chris Marvell. And to be very, very honest with you, I just love, love, love talking about relationships. I don't know why. It's just a very natural thing for me. It's come very, very easy. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about talking about relationships. And so I told Jazz, I put a bug in her ear and I said, I want to give out lessons that we learned over the last 10 years that could help someone in their relationship and dating. And I know that we've kind of made the podcast a little bit of that, but I truly want to talk about the lessons that we've learned over the last 10 years and just some some things that we can highlight, right? Um, so I want to say, you know, looking back, uh, Jasmine uh, told a story last time. Well, we told a story a while ago, um, and I want to talk about just the aspects of believing in your partner. We were at your apartment mm-hmm, in Columbus. In Columbus, and we were. Uh, I was sneaking down to Columbus every now and then. And my husband, let me just tell you how much my husband loved me. This was my boyfriend at the time, and this man would get on the Greyhound bus. Now listen, I don't know if you've ever been on the Greyhound, but it smelled like feet and tacos. Um, <laughs> and I would, I would get on the Greyhound at eleven at night. Babe, you did that often. I would sneak down there now. I would sneak down there, and I was a deacon and everything. I was spending the night. Well, black, black, first off, black people always say spending, spending. They don't even say spending the night. Spending the night. Spending the night. Spending it's the night. Spending, spending the night. And I would spend the night. You um, lived down there for a week I did, a man. I did. I was down in Columbus, man. Now, and can I, we just tell them about the car you had at the time, why you couldn't drive down to Columbus? So... The car that I had, well, we got to stay in track. So, okay, real quick, just tell me about the okay, car. Okay, so the car that I had, I got into a really bad car accident around this time period. And um, I didn't have a car. And so an elder at the church said, hey, um, what I can do for you is I have a car, a little beater that you can take. So he gave me like this 1994 Honda Civic and the door didn't halfway open. So then one day, Jasmine was out <laughs> and about with her friends. And she called me at like one o'clock in the morning. I was like twenty-two years old, twenty-three. And she said, Chris, hey. Um now why you gotta do it all hey, like that? Um can you come get me? <laughs> we was out. And so I was like, okay, I'll come get you. You know, me being a little thirsty. I was like, listen, where are you at? I'm coming to get you. So I got in the car. Now here's the thing about the beater. It ran hot. Oh my God. So the thing was is that I had to know where I was going because I had to let the car sit long enough so it could cool off. The problem was that I was only going to pick her up. So when I got there, I pulled up on Jazz. She had to take a pee outside. (laughs) Pop a squat. A complete, you know, just (laughs) craziness. So we get right back in the car and I'm like, oh, I know I'm trying to get this girl to still like me. I can't really talk about the car, but man, I'm going to try my best to get home. So we driving and driving. We almost there. And the thing starts smoking. So, y'all, I'm asleep in the driver's seat. You know, I had had a long night already. So I'm passed out in the driver's seat. I wake up to smoke inhalation. 
I mean, the entire coffee. The entire I can't breathe. There's cabin smoke of the car coming is filled through with the smoke. vents. <laughs> but anyways, I'm grateful for that Honda. That Honda got you through. But that Honda, we would be driving that Honda. That Honda would just cut off. I would. We kept jumper cables in my car. I would have to jump him all the time. He would. I would have to follow him everywhere. That's how our love started. Humble beginnings. We started man. from the bottom. So here's what I want to tell people: is that lesson number one. Don't despise the day of other people's small beginnings that because of where you see them now, if you see that they that they got a real motor that's facts for wanting to do something, Come they may the not truth. have it right now. But if, if you know you got a stronger motor that you can push them, push them, because I'm telling you the truth that they may not have what they need right now. But they have something for you that you need. Yes. And so they may not have what they need right now, but they got something that you need. And so you may really find some valuable space in their life that you may need for yours. Absolutely. And you all have heard the saying, don't marry potential, marry reality. I really do understand where that comes from. But at the same time, I think you have to use wisdom and discernment. Like, you know, if this person is capable of being what they want to be or what they dream to be or what their goals are, their ambitions, you see they worth ethic. Though, like, of course, don't marry somebody that's like, you know, baby, I want to be this. I want to do that. And then all they do is play Xbox all day and get high all day. Like, okay, yeah, no, you're probably not the one. But if this man is serious about his goals and his dreams and he's just not there yet, but he has this worth ethic, he has these ideas, he's implementing them, then yes, absolutely. It is okay to marry that potential. And like my husband just said, we wasn't there in the beginning. We both were engaged with no jobs. Listen, engaged with no job. First off, that is absolute (laughs) mess. Okay. You can't necessarily, I mean, being engaged with no job is. It's like going to the grocery store and knowing you ain't got zero, you ain't got no money. No, you ain't just what, hoping that the car yeah, goes swipe. What you shopping for? You ain't shopping for no husband. You ain't even shopping for no wife. Yeah, that's neither facts. one of y'all got no money. That's facts. But you're gonna. But if you have a plan together, you can do a lot of things. Now let let me get back to the story I was trying to tell. Okay. In the yes. Yes. What I was trying to say was about uh, believing in your partner early on. Okay. These are lessons for for a relationship. Y'all might find them useful. So. We went to the grocery store, and I was I was so comfortable driving back and forth, sneaking and forth to Columbus, you know, when I was dating Jazz, that I started going to the grocery store, okay? That's how you know you live with somebody, okay? When you start going to the grocery store, it's, it's very real. But the grocery store was Walmart, and that was a real grocery store. So I used to go to Walmart, and I came in one day, and, you know, um, we came in together, and I had the grand idea after we had taken up the last bags that I was going to, I'm telling, I'm telling the story right, Go ahead, Chris. And you was going to what? I think it was my idea to walk Jasmine up the stairs. <laughs> okay. But not only was I going to like walk her up the stairs, I picked her up. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. like I like she straddled me and I picked her up like real strong. Cause you know, listen, I'm a young buck. I'm thinking I'm real strong. And the stairs, though, it was probably 18 stairs. Okay. This is just some stupid stuff. I get all the way to the stairs, all the way to the top. All the way to the top. So I'm feeling crucially amazing. We get to the bathroom, y'all, and my knee swung left and right like swing low, sweet chariot, (laughs) coming forth to carry me home. (laughs) That knee buckled. It buckled. That knee buckled. It buckled like a belt buckle. That knee gave out on you. It buckled. And my knee, and we both hit the floor. We did. But she believed in me enough to let me do it. I did. And I just really, I really appreciate that. And you, 
You failed me. And I failed you. <laughs> you let me down. Yeah, just no, totally just let joking. you down. I'm just joking. It was funny. We was both laughing. Yeah. I, I understood that. I was like, of course your knee will buckle. Your knee's going to fall apart. It was a lot. So All them steps. You know, and I just want y'all to know, like, even early on, like, you know, really believing in somebody, you know, when you're talking about something new or even in the middle stages. But that was hard for you. Drop Like, you remember that to this day. Like, did that do something for you? Um, I think it humbled me. It, you know, <laughs> it, um, it just told me that I need to make sure that I know what I'm doing before I, I dive into it concerning you. See, that's a real deep way of kind of spinning that. But if I'm going to jump us into something, I need to make sure that I've dotted every I and crossed every T because I can play around with my, with my own life when I'm playing with other people's lives and, and signing up for stuff and doing stuff. I need to make sure that I got my stuff tight before I walk us up some tough stairs. Yeah, that's real. You know what I mean? That's facts. Um, that's good. So, yeah, I mean, I would also say, you know, when it comes to, you know, the whole thing that I've learned over the last few years, it's the importance of learning to share your life with other people. Mm. Because I know early on in a relationship, I truly wanted, I, I, I wanted you to myself because I wasn't accustomed to, um, sharing love with friends and family. I mean, it's a very vulnerable space. I mean, it's very vulnerable to love on someone in front of other people. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Even to this day. Because you just don't know if you're displaying too much affection. It's like all that. Um, What is it called? PD? Is there too much affection? Public display of affection. Okay, PDA. So, okay, too yeah, much yeah, PDA. Yeah. Too I, much I PDA. I agree. I agree. I agree. You I agree. know, and then other. Ooh. I'm sorry about that loud noise in our background. We are quarantined and our kids are coming down the steps. One second. Okay, come on. All right. So nonetheless, we were talking about loving on people in the, in the public displays of affection. And, you know, truthfully, like that's a for men. Goodness gracious, that's tough. And I'll be honest with you. For men, when we jump into a relationship I don't know. It's almost like um, when LeBron signed with the Heat. You remember Le so when LeBron signed with the Heat, right? LeBron is on record as saying that he thought about Cleveland. Mm. Like, even though he signed on the dotted line with a new team, wearing the jersey, you know, doing all the promotion for this new team, he still thought about and had real recent memories of Cleveland. Because in the infancy stages of of moving on to something that is more that's new and official, there's still memories there. And I think uh, and even for women, I'm not going to say as men, but I think that when you're starting off as something new, you have to um, really get comfortable with the idea of I am showing the world this is where I am so that I don't have any other options. Because if once I start showing the world pictures of you and I start showing the world, you know, me kissing on you and me spending time with you. I am then closing the door to the other opportunities that I was used to going after. Mm -hmm. And that's a very scary place if I am not 100 percent sure about where I am. That's real. So so showing that public display of affection early on in a relationship can be risky because it's like. I'm, especially if you're not sure of your footing, like where I stand in this relationship, I'm closing all my options out. And so that's real, but that's also why people want to be exclusive. Like that's a conversation that many people have. Like, so where are we? Are we dating exclusively? 
Um, because I do at, at some point want you to eliminate all your options. Yeah. Right. I think also displaying public display of affection in any type of new relationship, dating, engaged, even, I think it really also goes back to your home of origin. Like if you come from a family where, you know, you didn't see a lot of that, it is hard to display that on the other person mm-hmm. as well. And I think that's something that it's a good talking point. Like if you see somebody is normally all booed up with you at home, but then when y'all go on the public, they're like six feet away. It might be because they were raised differently or their family mm. might have different values or think that behavior is inappropriate. And that's some things that you guys might have to talk through. Like, yeah, we go over to my parents' house. You know, I think it's best if we don't do X, Y, and Z because my dad is really conservative or they really believe in this. And that's a good that's a good conversation to have um, so that you can, like, let everybody have a heads up, especially if you want them to be won over by your parents. I agree. You know, I, don't, I just don't think that we can minimize the human element of connecting with someone like that's just a very i know we in the in pop culture and movies and tv has really done a disservice to what it really takes to make like relationships work but early on there are so many hiccups like like there's so many hiccups and you're trying to um it's almost like learning how to cook a meal from scratch Mm -hmm. like you're trying your best to figure out why something's a little more salty? How do I fix that? Do I add something? Do I take away something? Um, how long do I let this cook, you know, and, and marinate before I, I take it out the oven? Like, how right. do I figure all this out mm-hmm. without a real recipe? Right. And so that's kind of what relationships are like. That's and good, so Chris. often we're going to burn up stuff. We're going to undercook it mm-hmm. by talking too soon or, or flipping out too soon before we know better. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many elements that we have to be more patient in mm-hmm. to learn so that we can understand, like, I got something good, and just because I don't understand it today doesn't mean in 10 years, like, we're going to be at 10 years married in October. Because we didn't understand something 10 years ago, man, I guarantee you, if we had the same argument today, it would be handled completely different. Mm -hmm. But that takes patience, and it takes you understanding there's fruit here, that this is good. Our conversations are great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't agree with how you did that, but is that enough for me to throw the whole thing away? Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, have you ever cooked a meal, Chris, and literally like took it out the oven and just threw it all away because it's burnt up or messed up? No, I'm a hell of a cook. I have. I've like thrown a whole, just throw the whole thing away. No. And sometimes that's how relationships are. You just mess up so much, <laughs> just throw the whole thing away. I'm a really good cook, though. I mean, at least I think I am. You're a great cook. But to be honest with you, I've only cooked one meal without a recipe. Yeah. And that was that amazing pot of jambalaya. That was good. Um, but you had a recipe online. You just had I, a HelloFresh. Oh, right, right. Yes, that's right. That's right. First off, hello. Shout out to HelloFresh. <laughs> Y'all should have gave me a deal a long time ago. Yeah, I'm really grateful during this quarantine for HelloFresh just to have that delivery every week. I can't believe I don't have no HelloFresh deal. That is unbelievable. I would have been advertising them like crazy. You do advertise them like crazy. That's very true. <laughs> All right. You're right. Um, But yeah, so... I wanted to just, you know, drop these nuggets, man. If you want more of this type of, you know, content, you can go to uh, thefreshlifebrand.com. You can download uh, Love Laws, the book. Uh, You can also download How to Find Your Soulmate in 90 Days. Those are two books that will give you, like, like it'll soak your feet in relationships and how to do it, the beginning stages, the middle stages. Like, it's, it's everything you need from beginning to the the first three four years of relationship i totally agree 
So, yeah, man, thank y'all so much for tuning to the Fresh Light Podcast. Um, yeah, man, thank y'all. I love y'all.